Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Dairy Gold Agri, your solution to all your farm needs. Welcome to our program. I'm John O'Connor. Coming up, an explanation of the Board B Equality Assurance QA logos. The incoming IFA President's Action Plan. Next, a reminder about the December 31st Nitrates Reporting Deadline. Mr Dennis Drennan, Chairperson of the ICMSA Farm and Rural Affairs Committee, has reminded farmers of the 31st of December 2019 Nitrates Reporting Deadline. Dennis, welcome to the programme. Now, very important that people would take a note, December 31st, 2019, deadline for your nitrates reporting. It's just a, a simple reminder like that a lot of people like forget about their paperwork and all those kind of things. At this time of year, a lot of festive activities going on. You know, a lot of people winding down milk and parlors, drying off the last of the cows and these, those sort of things, and they're busy with farm work around the yard. Uh, and stay away from offices, but it's vitally important that people who will say who have exported slurry during the year uh, to report that to the authorities in Johnstown Castle or anybody who's taken short-term leasing of land, uh, you know, to, to ease the burden on their nitrate regulations, that they would uh, fill out the necessary forms or do it online and get that get that information into Johnstown Castle because the deadline is the 31st of December, and if that deadline is missed, there's no real way back, and you would be encouraging in, in incurring penalties. Uh, under the nitrates regulations. You feel the current penalty regime is uh, rather cumbersome and indeed uh, unfair? Well, it's just look at especially on a year like this where it was difficult, you know, somebody holding on to a couple of cull cows or, or something like that for an extra week or two because or a month at this in the, or two months on a year like this that they, you know, they may not have been have the opportunity to, you know, get those animals into a factory and uh, you know, a small thing like that might be enough to drive them over either the one seventy limit if they're not in derogation or at the two fifty limit if they are in derogation. So that's why we're putting out the reminder this year especially that because of the, the backflow backlog with the factories and that to you know, to to get Cull cows off farm and that it may be a bigger issue this year than other years. So just look for people just to contact their advisor or go online themselves or whatever they normally, whatever means they normally have of checking, just to check it and make sure that if they need to put in any of these forms that they're done in a timely manner, rather than appealing something after Christmas that would be much easier and much simpler for everybody to uh, have it done in the in the correct time frame. And in the day-to-day rush, people might forget something very important, that they must include any additional measures such as having rented additional land which hadn't been included in their BPS uh, basic payment scheme application. So very important to go over things uh, very calmly and not omit something very important like that. Well, the first thing to check, I suppose, is how their nitrates is for this year. 
and that's available online up until I think it was the 31st of October. Uh, their, their, their nitrogen statement until then was available and to just maybe calculate what they've had on the farm for the last two months and see how they're fixed. And if they're below the limits, everything is okay. But if they're above the limits, that there is a number of, of measures that they may have taken part in to ease, ease the burden of nitrates on their farm. And, you know, it could have been short-term grazing or it could have been exportation of slurry to a neighbouring farm that was under the limits. And just to make sure that's recorded with the department to avoid any penalties. On the department's website, you have all the relevant forms and paperwork, etc. And if you are familiar with this internet and the online system, you can, in fact, do everything online. And then you know it's immediately in the hands of the authorities and all online. Check things out online. Yeah, it's it's well worth looking at. I mean, anybody who's familiar with the iGov.ie website is it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple to check up on your um, your nitrates for the year. Like, but I mean, look at it. It's, it's, a, it's a matter. We have a couple of days left where we'll say the Chagas offices or the, the private planners or the whoever is doing your your nitrates or your derogation or your uh, you know whatever forms are necessary. Whoever is doing that, it's a two minute job for for somebody who's familiar with the system to first of all find out do you need to send in any of these forms and if you don't well that's good you can have a peaceful and happy Christmas without worrying about it uh, but if you do well you know you have a couple of days left to get this you know before all, all these people go on their well, well-earned Christmas holidays like that you know that you can a five-minute phone call may save you an awful lot of hassle in the new year. Something that's not directly related to this uh, topic the fact the Minister has allocated funding for calf welfare I presume you would welcome that as a, a step in the right direction. Absolutely. Well, we would be urging all farmers. I mean, most 99% of farmers, like every other occupation, but 99% of farmers, or probably 99.9% of farmers, uh, animal welfare is not an issue on their farm. We're farmers, and, and we want to look after the animals. That's our job, is to look after our animals. Uh, and we would urge all farmers, just at the moment, things are a little bit quieter on farms around Christmas and the New Year before the, 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 the mayhem starts in January or February, where all these newborn animals are arriving on farm. So if we could, if just everybody could have a look at their situation, see are they in a position to hold on to their calves and look after the calves properly. And like this is a welcome, this is a welcome initiative by the minister to um, allocate funding to help people to make sure that they have the proper facilities in place. Uh, so look at everybody needs to sit down over Christmas and New Year's and take stock of what their facilities are like and what their their, their equipment is like. And uh, we know it's a welcome initiative that we we can get a forty percent grant to purchase the necessary equipment to make sure that there's no animal welfare issues on any farm this spring. Speaking to Mr. Dennis Drennan, chairperson ICMSA Farm and Rural Affairs uh, Committee. Dennis, of course, the amount allocated will be one point five million euro. Not a great amount in the scheme of things, but certainly an indication of the minister's understanding. You know, this uh, 1.5 million euro grant aid support package for calf feeding systems, it certainly will benefit uh, your members, I would imagine. So, Dennis, th- thank you very much for taking our call so near to Christmas. Thanks a million, Dennis. Crystal, thank you very much. And happy Christmas to you and all your listeners. Uh, many happy returns, Dennis. Thanks a million. Minister Michael Creed has also taken the opportunity to remind people again of the risk of African swine fever, ASF, spreading to the pig sector in this country. And he has appealed to people travelling over the Christmas period to do all they can to prevent the introduction of this very serious disease, ASF, African swine fever, into Ireland. The minister said anyone coming back from ASF, African swine fever, affected countries over the Christmas holidays should not bring back pork products such as hams or salami. Minister Creed went on to say that the virus that causes ASF can survive for months in cooked or cured meats 
and which, if fed to pigs accidentally or otherwise, can cause this disease. The minister reminded all those people who are keeping pigs themselves, even if only one or two pigs, quote, not to feed waste food to pigs. A simple ham sandwich, salami or meat product could bring this disease to our doorstep and it would be devastating for the Irish pig sector. The minister pointed out that African swine fever continues to spread across the globe. He said the disease kills nearly all pigs it affects and has serious consequences for pig farmers, also for meat processors and exporters in affected countries. Ten European Union member states are now affected by this disease, as well as many other non-European Union countries, including China, which is one of the largest producers of pig meat in the world. However, Minister Creed did emphasise there is no food safety or public health risk for humans, but an outbreak of the disease would have an enormous economic impact on our pig industry. Ireland, he pointed out, has almost 1.7 million pigs and pig meat exports were worth €666 million Euro in 2018 to the Irish national economy. Tricia Hayes, calf milk replacer specialist with our sponsor Dairy Gold Agribusiness on the successful rearing of calves. Welcome to the programme, Tricia. Before we even talk about the milk replacer side of things, I would think colostrum is your very first step when it comes to rearing your calves especially looking at your heifer calves because your replacement heifers are the future of your herd. So you do want to give them every opportunity to thrive from day one. Every farmer will know that colostrum management is the big thing. Um, so with colostrum, it's the one, two, three rule. It's from your first milking. Um, you want to feed it within the first two hours of the calf's life and you want to feed at least three litres or 10% of the calf's body weight. I'd be more under the opinion that if a calf will drink five litres of colostrum, let them have it, like let them have as much colostrum as they will take. Um, because your colostrum is full of those immunoglobulins, energy, growth factors, all things that are vital for your calf um, and will really set them up for life then. Before we go into further details about the services that you would provide for farm listeners, could you give us a phone number or a phone contact where people could uh, contact you and discuss uh, in greater detail aspects of calf milk replacer use, which we'll refer to in our conversation? So my own personal number is 087-949-9553. And you can also contact Inside Sales. They'll be based in Lumberstown and you can contact them on 022 even before the birth of the calf, from the moment the calf enters the birth canal prior to colostrum, a big risk to the calf. There is a period between when the calf is born and before the colostrum gets into the calf. And during that period, the calf is completely unprotected and is vulnerable from the minute it enters the birth canal of the cow. And then if you think of all the things, the calf comes out, it could fall into dirty straw, even your own hand if you're wiping bib after birth away from the calf or clearing airways or anything like that, that's all potential for infection to reach the calf. And then when we think about the first time that the calf gets up to suck, they'll go near the flank of the cow um, and often there'll be bits of dirt and they could get into the calf's mouth and it doesn't matter if you're vaccinating or whatever you're doing to your cow, none of those um, antibodies will have had a chance to enter the calf at that stage. So what I'd definitely be saying is to keep an eye on your calving area and to make sure it's always clean with plenty of straw. And if you are short in cubicles or anything like that, prioritise the cows that are going to calf 
um, and keep cubicles cleaned and lined. That's limed. That's a very big thing as well. And something that you might think about doing at the, this time of year is having a look at the your cow's tails. That maybe you could look at clipping them, and it would take a little bit of that dirt away and take a little bit of that potential for infection away from the calf as well. When it comes to the milk replacer, cold water application, that's uh, quite a convenient method. And of course, uh, the composition of your milk replacer, very important, that immuno acids would be contained and, you know, growth promoted, value for money, whey, protein, all aspects of the product to be weighed up when you're considering which milk replacer to buy. Yeah, um, so our dairy gold range is the Prime Elite milk replacer range and that's available in a 23% protein or 25% protein. And when you're looking at your milk replacers, the most important thing I would say is to have a look at the type of protein that makes up your crude protein content. Um, so with our range, it's um, called Immunopro, and that's made up of highly concentrated bioactive milk complex. And But the main ingredient is whey protein concentrate. Um, and that's a high, there's a very high amount of milk proteins within that whey protein concentrate. And that's what you want. Um, even in if you're examining milk replacers, a 25% of one product, what makes it up can be very different than a diff- another 25% milk replacer. And it will affect the price as well. So it's just something to keep in mind when you are looking for it. Um, and within the Immunopro that makes up our Prime Elite range, we also have a high amount of amino acids. And amino acids are basically the building blocks for any kind of muscle, any kind of skeletal growth within your calf. Um, and two of the most limiting amino acids would be leucine and lysine. Um, I know they're kind of, might be a bit too technical kind of term, but um, if they're not available, the calf cannot reach its growth potential and you won't have any that thrive within your calf that you're looking for. Um, and there's also things like oligosaccharides and lactoferrins um, which are all available in cow's milk and they all help to p- promote a healthy gut population. The manufacturing process, it's at a liquid stage when it's mixed, so we really do make sure that there's the correct levels of protein, fats, sugars, and they're spread evenly throughout the product. And then our product is spray dried, and that spray drying allows for top mixability, palatability, consistency. Um, and one of the big things about it as well is that it allows for our milk replacer to be mixed in cold water um, it allows for once a day feeding for twice a day feeding and um, which is a big thing the temperature is a big thing with um, automatic calf feeders uses as well because a lot of people don't know the feeders mix at a temperature about 38 42 degrees um, so they're mixed and fed at the same temperature and a lot of other milk replacers will need a higher temperature to be mixed um, and that sometimes doesn't work within the machine and can lead to cleaning difficulties or inconsistencies or that kind of stuff. Also within our range, we have additives um, put into our milk replacer. And one of them would be Guardian. And Guardian is derived from garlic, which has antibacterial, antifungal and antiviral properties, all to help to promote that gut help within your young calf. And then our Primally 25 would have Digestrum. And Digestrum is a plant-based feed additive and it's aimed at increasing the palatability of your milk replacer and with that you increase the saliva production in your calf and that helps to break down the feed even more and increase your digestibility. Um, so you're getting every bit of nutrition you can out with the feed that you're giving your calf. Um, so basically more bang for your bucks kind of thing. Um, and saying all that as well, 
your milk replacer is vital, but you also need to make sure that you're supplying a good palatable um, calf starter from three days of age um, and ad lib straw and water is vital as well. A lot of people kind of think that because there's water in your milk replacer, you're feeding enough water. Um, but that's often not the case. And a young calf will drink about six litres of water a day. So you need to make sure there's always a fresh, clean source of water available to your young calves. Although your official title is Calf Milk Replacer Specialist with Dairy Gold Agribusiness, you are concerned with all aspects of calf rearing and you will call out to farms or discuss any aspect of calf rearing. Yeah, so basically my role, um, although I'm Calf Milk Replacer Specialist, it's a bit broader than that. Um, and we will look at other aspects of your calf that we've discussed earlier, like nutrition, colostrum, any of that kind of thing. Um, and I do call out to farms, do any kind of farm calls, and will offer my very best advice, try and sort any kind of problem you have. And then with the feeders, on any Volac feeders, Lely feeders, JFC feeders, that I can recalibrate your machine or even show you how to recalibrate it, um, we can have a look at your feed curves, change it, reduce it, increase it, whatever you're looking for. Um, and even delete calves, put calves on it, kind of the basic setup of your um, your automatic calf feeder. My phone number is 087-949-9553. And you can also contact Inside Sales as well, and they'd be based in Lumberstown. And their phone number is 022-31644. And to please confirm the name, the actual name of the product which we were talking about, the milk replacer product which Dairy Gold have. Our product is called the Prime Elite range. So we'll have our Prime Elite 23, Prime Elite 25, and then we have Crispy Calf, Calf Starter as well. And there will be offers and things like that available too. So do contact us if you're interested or looking for any more information. Speaking to Miss Tricia Hayes, calf milk replacer specialist with Dairy Gold Agribusiness, the transition point at which the calf would be switched from whole milk to milk replacer. Yeah, so when you're feeding, you're looking at that transition from whole milk to milk replacer, it's important that there's a number of things you look at. Um, I would say from three to four days of age is plenty to switch it over. But if you are vaccinating your cows um, with Rotavac or anything like that, you do need to be feeding that transition milk for at least 10 to 14 days to ensure that the, um, the antibodies go from the cow to the calf. Otherwise, you're just kind of wasting your money on a vaccine and there's not a whole lot of point to that. So if you're changing your calves from your whole milk to your milk replacer, it's important that you start them off on the same volume of milk. So if you're feeding them six litres of whole milk, feed them six litres of milk replacer, because otherwise you're just missing out on that early growth potential and that, because um, in the early stages of life, the calves will respond to any feeding that you're giving them. And it's the cheapest time to be feeding the calves as well. Um, so we would say to push that growth while you can in the early stages of life. Trying to minimise or eliminate scouring calves, very hard to do, but uh, very, very important. Uh, the digestrum, the role of digestrum in controlling or eliminating scouring calves. So the role of digestrum and where is digestrum, uh, that component or ingredient found? Scour really is a huge part of calf rearing and there is no product that's going to stop scour. It's always going to be an issue. There'll always be one or two calves that get scour and there's a million and one reasons why your calf has scour. 
Uh, but we do have a product, Digestrum, that's in our Primally 25 range. Um, and that product is a plant-based product and it contains a unique blend of herbs, essential oils, functional flowers, and they're all aimed at increasing the palatability of your milk, or of your milk replacer. And that's then aimed at producing, if the calf is producing more saliva, there's more breakdown of the food and there's a higher amount of energy and nutrients released from that food. So you're really pushing the potential of your milk replacer. And when a calf has more energy, more food, in general, they'll have a higher immune system and they'll be able to fight off any infection. But Digestrum itself has also been shown to reduce the incidence of scouring calves and reduce the number of days which it takes for a calf to recover, which is important as well because you do lose um, a few days even after recovery of the trying to get the gut bacteria back to where it's meant to be. So if you can speed up that recovery, it's even better for all involved. How people can keep an eye on costs and at the same time get full potential from their calves? Yeah, of course, cost is always a factor with farming. Um, But one thing I would say that a young calf really has a high ability to turn that feed into muscle, into growth. And it is the most productive time of life for that animal. Um, So really, we would suggest pushing that growth while they can and you'll get the most bang for your money. And if you do push that growth as well, you tend to have less of a knockback when you go out to grass and you do get to double. Basically, when you're weaning calves, you're looking to double your birth weight or you're looking for a growth rate of about 0.7.9 kilograms per head per day. And if you do reach that growth potential, you will get them calving down in the sacred 24 months and they'll start producing milk even earlier. So then your calf will start making money for you. So that's what you're all trying to do with your calf rearing you're trying to get them to that stage and making money for you as quickly as possible but uh, for people listening who want to find out more about their own particular calf rearing operation they want advice it could be about recalibrating a calf feeder remind our listeners how they can get in touch with dairy gold or the agri sector contacts for dairy gold to find out more about the role of calf milk replacer yeah i really definitely encourage people to get in contact with us because we are genuinely very happy to answer any questions, price, advice, even call for the chats, whatever you want. Um, so my own number is 087-949-9553. Or then alternatively, you can contact Insight Sales, um, who are all based in Lumberstown and they have a wide range of knowledge about anything and everything. And you can contact them on 022-31644. That's fine. Thank you very much indeed, Miss Trisha Hayes, Calf Milk Replacer Specialist with Dairy Gold Agribusiness. Thank you, Trisha, very much indeed. Thanks a million. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In this week's Irish Farmers Journal, Miss Amy Ford, Deputy News Editor in the Journal, explains what each board be a Quality Assurance QA logo actually means. But first, a look back at the recent IFA presidential election outcome and some of the key issues facing the new leader. Mr Pat O'Toole, News Correspondent, Irish Farmers Journal. The beef sector's in absolute crisis. Um, there's huge unrest. Tim Cullinan had publicly backed the protesting farmers last summer. Um, and I suppose the question now is he says he wants to unify farmers that uh, divided they can't get any progress and that they need to come together and that he wants to lead farmers, um, uh, all farmers, uh, in pursuit of better prices. There is a perception that lack of interest caused a very low turnout. Well, it was 23,000 uh, farmers turned out to vote. The reality is that in terms of... Uh, the kind of election it is, the IFA is a representative association. The parallel election would be something like the INTO or the GRA, uh, the Garda Representative Association. Uh, and, and you don't get huge participation in those elections. The IFA election actually is a phenomenon. You had uh, 23,000 people turning out across 944 branches. And that's, uh, that's pretty unique. Um, huge canvas, huge voluntary effort by the teams of the five candidates and we had a huge tension on the day because the lead uh, between John Cox and Tim Cullinan and Angus Woods ebbed and flowed for a long long time before Tim finally opened up a lead in the last quarter of counting um, a significant lead and and most people were of the opinion that that lead wasn't going to be breached and, and nor was it once we had the elimination of Angus Woods and the distribution of his votes. We only had 35 votes separating the deputy presidential candidates, Thomas Cooney and Brian Rush. So, um, But there's no doubt the turnout is down. That 23,000 compares to 31,000 uh, for the election in 2013 between Eddie Downey and Gerard Bergen. And uh, we had about 28,000 uh, for the election that saw Joe Healy uh, elected president in 2016. So there's a steady fall in active participation. And that is... 
uh, significantly more pronounced in the west of Ireland, in Connacht and Donegal, than it is in the rest of the country. The vote over there is down by about 45% um, on 2013. So the IFA has huge work to do reconnecting with its base uh, in the west of Ireland in particular, with dry stock farmers in particular, smaller farmers in particular, and uh, part-time farmers. And that's a job of work Tim Cullinan feels he's well equipped to take on. And it starts now. Looking at the results, analysing the results, can you say, Pat, that the turnout for Tim Cullinan from Tipperary was stronger than the turnout from Cork for John Coughlin? Well, Tim's, the, there was a huge turn, especially in North Tipperary. John Coughlin did get a significant turnout in Cork, but I think uh, when he looks back, he may feel that there could have been a, a bigger turnout in Cork Central in particular, um, John is North Cork. Um, West Cork was down a little on, on, on previous elections uh, where there was a Cork candidate. Notably, if you look at the election where Tim O'Leary was running for deputy president in 2013, uh, the turnout in Cork Central and, and West Cork was a bit higher. But North Cork was lower at the time. But I think um, the other factor, uh, events thereby, John Cochran will look on the fact that um, Thomas Cooney was a late entrant into the uh, deputy presidential election. Um, there was a lot of speculation that Padraig Joyce from Mayo would come in. He didn't. Uh, that could have been the decisive moment because Thomas Cooney is from Cavan. It's a, an area with a lot of pigs. And uh, Tim Cullinan uh, had a very strong showing in Cavan. He had a margin of about 1,000 votes where there was a huge turnout for Thomas Cooney. Uh, and Tim had a margin of about a thousand votes on John Coughlin in the final count, and that that proved decisive. Um, the combination of Tipperary and then that that huge vote in Cavan. Uh, Tim also did very well in Roscommon. So, uh, but the ironic thing was, if you look at a county by county basis, Angus Woods, who was eliminated first, he won in sixteen counties, with uh, Tim and John getting five each. If you count Cork as three separate regions. Then uh, John got seven, and Tip was two, Tim, Tim Cullman got six. But uh, Angus Woods won by far the most counties, and yet finished last. To digress for a moment from looking at the IFA presidential vote, we have uh, Harold Kingston, a Cork person, Munster Regional Chairman. Absolutely, Harold. Like the new Deputy President, Brian Rush, Harold uh, has been a contributor to our paper. Um, uh, someone who's very active on social media, who has a very broad view of the issues facing farming, and he'll be a real asset in, in the leadership team at IFA for sure. Fighting for an increased cap budget, or at least retaining the current cap budget, that's one of the main planks in the new president, Tim Cullinan's, action plan. Yeah, which is uh, steady as she goes in terms of cap policy for IFA. But, I mean, there will be hard decisions to be made in terms of priorities, whether the IFA will uh, nail its colours to the mast or whether we'll leave it up to the Minister to make the hard calls uh, without getting overly involved. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but there's no doubt that there is a huge battle over the budget, but there's also a battle over the programmes. Um, I actually sat down with Minister Creed in the last couple of days for an interview, which we will be carrying uh, at the start of the year. Um, in, in our first edition of the new year, which will be coming out just after New Year's Day. And uh, uh, he made clear his determination to fight for an increased budget. Um, but the reality is that for 2020, 
the budget um, that has been proposed by the Commission uh, for a single year budget because we're now out of the uh, current, uh, multi, it's called the multi-financial framework, the multi-annual financial framework, which is the budgetary allocation that is agreed by the countries of the European Union. That's over. And we're going to enter into a new one for next year. And um, uh, it's going to be 5% back um, singly because of the uh, withdrawal of the of the British from the European Union. We're looking at a reduced budget because they were net contributors. And that's going to hit the cap next year. Uh, so like the battle for a, a, a fair budget, uh, a budget that matches what we would have had in 2019, uh, it's on, but we're going to have to get an increase over what's being allocated for 2020, and we are going to take a hit across the board on single payments next year because of Brexit. The new president of the IFA, Mr Tim Cullinan, he has spoken about ending division amongst farmers, of farmers uniting. He wants to reunite farmers. Would Tim go so far as to go for an official hook-up with the beef plan movement? first question I asked him, and he said he was going to call on uh, farmers uh, in all organisations to come together. But I don't think you're going to see a formal hookup between the beef planner are having their own elections early next year, and they're very determined to go their own way. And we're going to have to wait and see how, how that breaks out. I mean, we've had so much um, discord in 2019, and we uh, saw the beef plan emerge, and then go to the gates. And then uh, on the second protest, we saw the independent farmers break away from Beef Plan and stay at the gates after Beef Plan vacated the protest. And then the individual farmers who've been to Dublin and a new version of the independent farmers of Ireland who were only in Dublin this week. Um, it's very hard to uh, work out who's, who's in charge, who's making the strategic decisions. Uh, only last week, the Beef Plan sent a letter to the supermarket regarding Borbia. And Borbia were, were very critical of the letter. Uh, and um, it, it's, no one in Beef Plan seems to take ownership of it. There's, there's a sort of a vacuum there. So uh, it is a huge challenge for Beef Plan to hold their elections, to develop their own leadership structure. And uh, we will get a sense of the true strength of Beef Plan through those elections. And uh, the question as regards how Beef Plan and the IFA will work, at least they're in the forum together. And that possibly means that they will be able to work together because um, they will share a common cause on a lot of issues within the, uh, the, the Beef Task Force. Uh, the, the smaller splinter groups who seem quite radical, uh, they are outside the task force. The minister has made clear he's not going to deal with what he calls pop-up organisations. So we have to wait and see how that pans out in 2020. But for Tim Cullinan, he is the leader of the largest farm organisation in the country. He needs to rally the members of the IFA. They still have 72,000 affiliated members. And he needs to rally them to the cause and get them active and, uh, and develop a platform that will unite all farmers. You mentioned uh, Board B there. In this week's journal, in an article by Amy Ford, your deputy news editor, it's pointed out what each Board B QA quality assurance logo means and Polish beef is not included in that range of Board B QA logos. I understand that is the situation. Polish beef is not included in the Board B QA logo range. It's not. 
um, and that's made very clear. Amy and myself sat down with um, eight or nine uh, board BA personnel um, ten days ago, and we went through all the issues. Um, in terms directly, in terms of Polish beef, um, the uh, there was about 40,000 tonnes of beef imported into Ireland in 2018, about 25,000 tonnes this year. Uh, of that, in 2018, to stick with those figures because they're finalised, and 90% of that was UK beef. Um, and it was mainly cows, uh, entire uh, uh, cows. Now, that beef, uh, about so the, it was about 4,000 tonnes of non-UK beef, um, about 1,600... Uh, tons of that was Polish and that was mainly uh, young bulls um, entire carcasses uh, which were brought in because there was a margin for further processing uh, but they, that is completely segregated from quality assured Irish beef as is non-quality assured Irish beef there's still a small amount of farms producing cattle that are non-quality assured uh, but only a small amount but that from uh, at all times during slaughtering, during boning, uh, during further cutting, and during chilling and storing um, and boxing, uh, quality assured beef must be separate at all times from non-quality assured beef. Um, and imported beef must be separate at all times from Irish beef. You have, uh, in terms of labels, there are only two logos that board be a, a sanction for use with beef products. There is the uh, there's the full logo if you like, um, and that's for uh, for meat products. And then there is a meat only uh, board beer logo, and that's for say burgers or sausages where there are products other than meat um, in the uh, in the sausage or in the burger, and where uh, between 95 and 80 percent of the uh, of the product is meat, is Irish quality assured meat it's permitted to use that logo. Um, and the reason that they only assure the meat is because Board B are not responsible for or standing over the provenance of the balancing, whether it's breadcrumbs or whatever. That doesn't mean it's not Irish. It just means it's not quality assured and verified as Irish. So they're very clear. There is no other logo. Um, there was a lot of talk in the summer about uh, other logos for other countries. And uh, we addressed that as well in the article. Basically, um, the 28 EU countries, um, uh, there are rules around uh, standards, but there are rules also that governments can't give advantage to their own domestic product uh, because the EU is a single market. And under the single market rules, the Board B Equality Assurance Scheme is effectively, in theory at least, an EU-wide scheme that any EU farmer would have the right to apply to Board B to join the Quality Assurance Scheme. And... Uh, that if they were, they would be, if I, I was a French farmer and I wanted to apply to join the Board B Equality Assurance Scheme, uh, Board B would have to come over and audit my farm. And if they approved it, I would then become the first farmer in the Board B French Quality Assurance Scheme. There has to be a logo in place for such a scheme. Um, and there is, there's one for each country in the EU. And then I, in order for my meat to uh, be able to be in the scheme, we would have to find a processing plant willing to participate in the scheme. That would have to be audited, verified and certified by Board BIA. And just to be clear, this has never happened. No farmer and no processing unit uh, outside of Ireland has applied to join a quality assurance scheme for beef 
that is non-Irish. It's a theoretical model only, and it's required under EU law. But there are five plants around Europe that are um, part of the... They, they are approved by Borbia for further processing of Irish beef, uh, born in Ireland, reared in Ireland, slaughtered in Ireland, and then it's allowed for further processing in these five plants where the uh, chilled product needs to be brought closer to the market for further processing so it can be sold fresh. So that's the that's a pretty comprehensive explanation, but it does put to rest a lot of the um, conspiracy theories that we're doing the rounds uh, over the summer and since. So no question of Polish beef masquerading, shall we say, under an Irish label without any indication of its origin? No, there's not a shred of evidence that that has happened. Um, there have been accusations, but there's not a shred of evidence to suggest it. The audit procedure is very robust. And um, in the article, uh, we go through the audit procedure, how it, how it works in factories. At least one audit a year is pre-planned, but at least one audit a year is unannounced. I've heard the accusations, but I've yet to see any evidence of any description, photographic evidence or anything else, to suggest that those accusations have any foundation. But of course, it's valid to ask the questions, and it's very important that Board B can stand over everything they do. And we were very glad to sit down with them and, uh, and get their explanation of how they do what they do and why they do what they do. We've got to remember as farmers that that's our logo. The Borbia logo is our logo. The meat that Borbia verify and certify is the meat that we produce on our farms. And we are the ones who suffer if that brand is tarnished. So we need to protect that uh, logo and we make the sh need to make sure at all times that Borbia are doing everything in their power to make sure that there is no uh, tarnishing of the credibility around that label. I'm, I'm glad to say that, for my part anyway, I would be very comfortable with the, in the knowledge that Board B are doing everything properly. We would refer people to that article by Amy Ford, uh, under the Amy Ford byline, but of course it involves uh, your contribution to it too. On a final positive note, the IFA have welcomed, and I believe other farm organisations have welcomed, the Minister's announcement that 1.5 million funding will be available for a calf-rearing package in supporting best calf care. So that's got to be a very welcome development, a step in the right direction. Yeah, I think everyone is incredibly aware of the importance of uh, making sure that calves are reared to the highest possible standards um, in terms of welfare. It's very welcome, absolutely. So, Pat, thank you very much indeed, and have a wonderful Christmas and a prosperous New Year. Thanks a million, Pat. You're very welcome, John, and a happy Christmas to you and your listeners. And that's our programme for this morning. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks to John Foot and Controls. And as always, thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in. A podcast of our programme available at www.c103.ie homepage. Please go to listen back and follow on to podcasts. Wishing you a very happy and peaceful Christmas and a prosperous new year. The next farm programme is scheduled for Saturday, 28th of December, 2019. Dairy Gold Agri, your solution to all your farm needs. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.